Hey, Eric, today is day 155. I didn't know that. 155. Now I do. Can you bench press more than 155 pounds? Uh, yeah. Okay. Feeling good. Yeah. You're good to go. I'll let you know when we get to that okay. level that I can't do yeah. it anymore. 300. No. Yeah. No. You're in a 300. No. 356. You're putting up three bills. That's a lot for me. Wow. No, no, no. That's a bad understanding of reality. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, so we read yesterday in the Proverbs, we started out, purpose of Proverbs, all that stuff, Proverbs 1 through 3. And today we're going to pick up Proverbs chapter 4. There's really not much to recap. However, if you didn't read the Proverbs 1 through 3 with us yesterday, really, really, really advise that you go back and do that. Um, this book is best read as like a, a whole Right? That's why it's written this way. So go back and do that. If this is your first time with us, we are really, really glad that you're here um, and excited to be barreling through the wisdom literature of the Old Testament with you. So, okay, get to it, Eric. Proverbs chapter 4 A Father's Wise Advice. My children, listen when your father corrects you. Yes. Pay attention and learn good judgment. Amen. For I'm giving you good guidance. That's right. Don't turn away from my instructions. Nope. For I too was once my father's <laughs> son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands, and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, she'll guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she'll make you great. Embrace her and she'll honor you. She'll place a lovely wreath on your head and she'll present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Don't do as the wicked do, and don't follow the path of evildoers. Don't even think about that. Uh, don't go that way. Turn away and keep moving. For evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for that day. They can't rest until they've caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Proverbs chapter 5. Avoid immoral women. The swinging door. Yep. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you'll show discernment. And your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey, and her mouth is as smoother than oil. But in the end, she's bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to the death. Her steps lead straight to the grave, for she cares nothing about the path of life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her. 
Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and you will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish when disease consumes your body. You will say, how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin, and now I must face public disgrace. Drink water from your own well. Share your love with your own wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets having sex with just anyone? You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessings for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman or fondle the breasts of a promiscuous woman? For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He'll be lost because of his great foolishness. Lessons for Daily Life, Proverbs chapter 6. My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself, for you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride. Go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. See yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Take take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Ooh, Learn the from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor. They labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. What are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars, signaling their deceit with the wink of an eye, a nudge of the foot, or a wiggle of fingers. They, their perverted hearts plot evil, and they constantly stir up trouble. But they will be destroyed suddenly, broken in an instant, beyond all hope of healing. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill innocent, a heart that plots evil, Feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, their counsel will lead you. When you sleep, they will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light. Their corrective discipline is the way of life. It will keep you from the immoral woman, from the smooth tongue of a promiscuous woman. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy glances seduce you. For a prostitute will bring you to poverty, but sleeping with another man's wife will cost you your life. Can a man scoop a flame into his lap and not have his clothes catch on fire? Can he walk on hot coals and not blister his feet? So it is with the man who sleeps with another man's wife. He who embraces her will not go unpunished. Excuses might be found for a thief who steals because he is starving. But if he is caught, he must pay back seven times what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. But the man who commits adultery is an utter fool, for he destroys himself. He'll be wounded and disgraced. His shame will never be erased. For the woman's jealous husband will be furious, and he'll show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation, nor be satisfied with a payoff of any size. Okay.
It's a good one. You know, like, it dawned on me, and I don't want to step on your toes if this is where you're going, but this whole thing about sleeping with another man's wife. Um, <laughs> yeah. Getting... It's, it's Solomon talking. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how he, he was born. Yeah. You know, essentially. I mean, he wasn't the sure. initial baby. You know, we know that baby didn't survive, but... True. You know, he never would have been born outside of that. So yeah. maybe there's something to be said there about how God takes very, very ugly things and makes them beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. So we answered two questions here. So what? Where's Jesus? Yeah. So I, I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but, you know, these are these are general statements, um, mm-hmm. n- not guarantees. They're, for the most part, they're true and they could happen. And so it would be good to live by them. So I find it interesting, Eric, today that um, this idea of, you know, a father and a son, father talking to a son and mm-hmm. obey your mother. So we could just, we can expand that. And we can say basically parents raising kids, Yeah, totally. you know, and you can see there is, there is intentionality, there's straight talk. Uh, it's, it's not uh, cutting corners. It's getting to the heart of the matter. And it's basically saying you better listen, you better pay attention. I'm seeing so many times today, and it can happen to any of us at any time, but I'm seeing this, you know, we get down, and this is a whole fun talk, but you get down to the evil in the world, mm-hmm. you can trace it back to parents abdicating their leadership oh, totally. to other people, other things, and they just hands off, let go. They don't get in the face of the kid. They don't lay it out the way it should be. They don't stay on top of it. And I think this is an example that you cannot do that. You cannot abdicate leadership. You cannot give it up. As a parent, you are instructed to lead your kids. They're not always going to like it. They're not always going to love it. Mm-hmm. They might rebel against it, but that doesn't excuse us from that role and that responsibility to step in, to walk with them, to talk with them. They're going to make mistakes. So you pick them up and you and you help them understand the, the mistakes they've made. And sometimes, you know, I know my dad was great with me on that, you know. He, he, would, he, he was famous for this quote in our house, Chip, you made your bed, now you have to lay in it, mm-hmm. you know, and... And so I hated that quote, but it's true. And I'm glad he made me and I had to learn some tough lessons. And, but he was there with me and he mm-hmm. explained it to mm-hmm. me. And, and I think that's what God does to us. You know, he talked about this in the passage today from the, the idea that God disciplines us because he loves us. That's also repeated in the New Testament. So I think parents, yeah, your kids might not like it. You might not be the cool parent to them all the time, but later on, you will be the cool parent. Yeah, You'll be a great absolutely. parent because your kids yeah. will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to stick to it, stay at it, and, and don't abdicate. Don't give up. Don't relinquish the leadership responsibility you have with your kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you have, it's not too late to, to get it back. It's not too late. Right. Yep. Yeah, start today. Yep. Right now. Very good. Right right the second. Yeah. Go. Pause the pause yeah. this and go. Send me a text. We gotta meet kids. kid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I want to read you a verse. This is Jesus talking. Um a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. And then we jump back to Proverbs four. Um 23, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, again, wisdom is a greater understanding of reality. Jesus is trying to get us to see this reality that uh, the direction your heart is going is the direction yeah. you are going. And so is the Proverbs person here. Um, it kind of, you know, Solomon. <laughs> the Proverbs person. Yeah, I mean, the author. Uh, Proverbs that person. works. Yeah, whatever. You all knew what I meant. Uh, it reminds me of, this is really weird, but it reminds me of, Army hand-to-hand combat training. So um, if you need to move a person's body, you move their head. 
And wherever the head goes is where the body goes. And if you can't move that person's head, you move their nose because you're not going to resist if someone's pushing your nose one way or the other, you know. Um, And so it it kind of, you know, reminds me of that, that this at the heart of things, the core of things is where you really see things moving. So if your heart is moving in one direction and it's, you know, your heart's moving to a bad place but you're in church every Sunday, but your heart's still going the wrong way, mm-hmm. but you're you know, listening to Chip and Eric every day, but your heart's going one way, and you're meeting with your connection group and saying all the right words, but your heart's going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You're still going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the things you're doing will reflect the place that your heart is going. And that's mm-hmm. what Jesus is saying, and that's what the Proverbs person is saying. Mm-hmm. You know, Mind your heart, because it makes a lot of decisions for you. Yeah. And it's not a force of nature, you know, it's not like a tornado that's just going to show up and spin around and we can't do anything about it. Your heart is something you can bridle through Jesus, through yeah. the Holy Spirit. Amen. Your heart is controllable. So don't, it, there's no, well, I can't help who I am or I can't help this or I can't help this. The Bible is very clear. You can help it through the power of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. So guard your heart, people. Guard yeah. your heart because it determines the course of your life. It does. And if you if you have a hard heart right now and you, and you sense that, um, I would just say, you know, c- confess that, yep. that I've uh, been practicing that and I'll tell God things, you know, it sounds, you know, oh, I'll never tell anybody else, but mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you already know this God. So I'm just going to tell you, yep. I'm struggling with this. Yep. I'm thinking about this. I'm looking at this and I'm wrestling with this. And I got to tell you that, that, that confession piece is, is very healing. It's oh, it's reason. so freeing. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's so freeing. Yeah. It's incredible because it feels like you're you're breaking down this barrier. Yes, the hardness. That yeah. only your only you're building it. Like you said, God already knows. Yeah. Sure. But the moment you say it and, and then mm. when temptation comes back, you remember confessing that to God mm. and it, it helps. It really helps. Yeah. So I recommend That's that good. very highly. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, thanks for joining us today. Have a great day today. Yeah. Say hi to friends and family for us. Yeah, tell them we said hi. Yeah, tell, please. Tell them we said hi like they know us. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, Chip and Eric said hi. We That's were just right. talking about you. Yeah, and then encourage them to uh, binge the Bible. Yes. And catch up. Yeah. Because tomorrow we are going to be on day 156, and they don't want to miss 156. Oh, don't yeah. miss it. Okay. Bye.